Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free US share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon, and our full range of US markets, both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 29th of August, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. And uh, I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, ow, that was a painful one. Yep, uh, but not really surprising given what we saw on Wall Street. I'm looking at the, uh, the market map right now in front of me. I need my sunglasses. Uh, they're searing my eyes, the, uh, the level of red that's uh, on my screen at this point in time. Yeah, I've done the uh, let's count how many companies on the 200 are actually in positive territory today. And yeah, you can't make it past about six, one, two, three, four, five, six to end the day. Tyro, Macmillan Shakespeare, Adbry, Whitehaven, Cole, Tassel, and IAG. And that, my dear, is it. So uh, to your point, you know, we, we saw it coming, didn't we? Not only did we see that close on Wall Street, but then we saw crypto being sold off over the weekend. And even before our own market came to life, we saw you know, futures in the U.S. continue to get hit. So, yeah, um, it wasn't going to end any other way, was it? No, uh, it was preset. Uh, we know there's probably a degree of margin calls going on, given the abruptness and the, just the sharp sell-off. It was ugly on Wall Street. And, uh, yeah, it's so it's proven to be. Now the question remains as to how long does it last, how long does recalibration of expectations last when it comes to uh, what's going on. But certainly uh, the message delivered by Powell on Friday was definitive, uh, even if it was short in nature. Yeah, okay. Everybody's talked about the word count. Everybody has talked about the length. Everybody has talked about the fact that he had a message to put out there. He put it out, and then he put a lid on it. Um, Willing to take pain to get inflation down. Needs to see the whites of that 2% in terms of inflation. But again, Scotty, that's not surprising. Like all last week, everybody I was talking to saying the Fed pivot was a figment of everyone's imagination. So I'm just wondering your view as to why we saw such a swift reaction in equities when what he said was very, very well, well, if even if it wasn't telegraphed, I mean, it was to a certain degree by some of the other Fed speakers. But what's your view as to why the market reacted so violently when we already knew it was coming? Uh, particularly equity markets just simply weren't listening. Uh, rates markets had gone and readjusted their, their expectations for what we'd see when it comes to uh, the Fed uh, funds rate cuts next year. They're down to about 25%, uh, 25 basis points, I should say, now, and it's getting rapidly eroded away. But did it, they had come to that conclusion. Uh, I just think that uh, they're ignoring the, uh, the Fed officials. You 
rightly point out. So there was Fed official after Fed official after Fed official, and the market was just ignoring it, saying, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. No, we know there's going to be hawkish you know, rhetoric coming through here. But just the way he delivered that speech, like I know we talk about the work and everything else, eight minutes, eight minutes for a central bank speech when he would have known that the world of, of finance was waiting for him to go and speak, and he just went and said, like, here's it is, there it is. And to me, like, the message was just as loud from this, the, how short and how abrupt his speech was, uh, that, hey, this is what I'm going to do, get used to it. And mm-hmm. that was a pretty clear message straight off the bat. Yep, yep. And uh, we've got a lot of people coming back from summer holidays as well in the Northern Hemisphere. So, yeah, maybe they've got to uh, take the sunglasses off, put down the margaritas, and um, get get back to business. So the local market finished down by 2.08%, 6,956. The small orders was down more than 3%. The Emerging Companies Index, 2.7%. We saw Bitcoin falling below 20,000 today, although we are seeing a little bit of life coming through in terms of the oil price. E-minis, to my earlier point, still lower as we record this podcast we get the dallas manufacturing survey out tonight so again yet another read on the state of um, manufacturing in the united states really it could come through in any which way um, because that's been pretty volatile but we'll continue to keep our eye on the u.s dollar that's exhibiting strength Um, locally uh, apart from just the bloodbath that was the day uh, it was still earnings season um, and still some pretty big names i mean fortescue metals out today fortescue was absolutely hammered on its results earnings getting hit by not just the price of iron ore but also rising costs down by 5.2 percent for fortescue yeah the uh blue chips not spared uh, the damage and you know talk about uh dividend payments and income streams and everything else and how well the companies run but uh also one thing that not a lot of attention today and i think it will probably start to come to fruition a bit later in the week is just the current state of flux the Chinese economy finds itself in. The Chinese yuan is weakening rapidly at this point in time. And you look back in history, and when this happens, when it's allowed to go and happen by policymakers, it's generally not a good thing. And so I'm paying pretty close attention to what's going on in that neck of the woods because I dare say it's not very good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I catch your point. All right, so put China on the watch list for tomorrow. We'll get some guests in to discuss that one. Um, just back to earnings season, though, it was Fortescue, it was Aussie Broadband, down by 15%. Adore Beauty off by nearly 11 Symbio, Fortescue, Mineral Resources, all lower today. Uh, stock of the day, though, well, there was two stocks of the day. I love when they throw me a curveball. It was LaVisa and Aussie Broadband. And, Scotty, before we get to that, I mean, LaVisa, case in point, sales going really well store rollout globally going really well but retail sales today um like we're so strong uh which again is a conundrum for the reserve bank isn't it yeah i wonder whether it was uh, no welcome to or no <laughs> really wish that didn't see the strength coming through that because yeah. i think it just cements the case for another 50 coming through and we know how sensitive markets are when it comes to prospect of you know far tighter monetary policy settings well right now what's got what's been delivered so far is not having much of an impact so we might be down in the dumps we might say how terrible life is and everything mm-hmm. else when we do our, uh, our sentiment surveys but uh it seems that after we've done our sentiment survey we go out and decide to get some retail therapy <laughs> yeah. the shops and uh the rba does not want us to go and do that at this point in time it's pretty clear yeah they want us to be worried about inflation they want us to worry about our mortgage rates going up um but uh 
Looks like you can't keep the Aussies down. And uh, speaking of, let's just talk about LaVisa, talk about Aussie broadband. Nathan Somasandaram and Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investors sat down with Kashi to discuss those two companies that reported. It's, it's a really well-run business. It's growth model. I mean, I, I always thought it'll take longer to deliver that kind of play, and I just keep asking my daughter, what's happening? And she just goes, yeah, we still go, we still buy. Yeah, that's the demo. Yeah, that's all it is. So I mean, would you be buy. buying it? Is or is it? I think everyone knows. Um, looking at that sector, I'm looking for things that the people are mispricing. Right. I don't think Levisa is mispricing. Okay. I think they execute well, they hold up well. If you've been there, I'm happy to hold it. So this is really just building success on success. They're compounding really beautifully. Now, Nathan says that everyone knows, everyone does know. This is on 30 times, which sounds extremely expensive for a retailer. For a retailer yeah. But just, I still don't think one of the great inefficiencies in the market is that the, the market does, is not very good at pricing in exponential growth. Mm -hmm. And when you have store rollouts with um, same store sale, sale increases at the extent that's going on in La Visa, you have exponential growth. And just run some numbers through that and you can easily get to 2x the market, market cap today. I, I don't think this is overly dear. Wow. I'd be okay. holding it if you don't have it. Look for, look for a, a, some weakness and, right. and buy it. But, um, it, it, but you just don't don't ignore and underestimate. This is a, a sensational mm. retailer. Well, so there you go. There's a view on Levisa and Aussie Broadband, and uh, you can listen to that entire episode of the call available via the show notes. Um, you were talking about dividends and um, payouts. I spoke with Dermot uh, Ryan from uh, Renaissance Asset Management earlier today, and he was just talking about. Well, first of all, some of the strength in the retailers to mix all of these stories up together, but also just talking about, uh, you know, that we might have hit the high watermark when it comes to dividends being paid out by the big miners. So that's available via the show notes as well. Um, any any conversation you had today that really stuck out, Scotty, in insofar as, you know, reporting season or any analysis of the economy? I know you had a, a double header, really, uh, for the big picture today. Yeah, uh, Paul Ashworth and uh, Cameron Harrison are... Uh, Big picture, really interesting conversation, uh, change in market dynamics. So for such a long period of time, you no know, market beta is outperformed. So you'd be able to go and take on uh, a lot of risk and a lot of no return without actually having the, the subsequent risk price in. He reckons that environment is going to be changed for the time being. Uh, so what we've seen over the last four decades, particularly since the GSC, is likely to go and reverse somewhat. Uh, and he says that uh, it's going to mean more volatility for longer. And uh, it means you've got to be very astute as to where you go and allocate your funds at the moment. Uh, you want to go and see you know, companies that have been through multiple cycles and have that uh, earning stability uh, is something that he's looking for at this point in time. I found that a pretty good conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was another conversation I had with Anthony Doyle from Firetrail on the Global View today. He gave two companies to invest in as these dynamics um, change. Global companies, of course, one value, one growth. That's available via the show notes. Or you can go to our website, ausbiz.com.au, and there are tons of good conversations from throughout the day. Um, Scotty, should we wrap it for today? I mean, many people will want to forget that this day ever happened, but, uh, you know, there's always tomorrow. There is. It's only Monday. Plenty more time to go and see what uh, happens for the rain of the week. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, see ya. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.